Hi, this is John Breyer with Mainly Matters, and today I'm speaking with a guest, uh, Elijah. Uh, thank you for coming on Mainly Matters today. I heard that you were involved Thanks with. A, yeah, you're welcome. I heard that you were involved with a very ambitious uh, boat building project um, that you've called the Schooner Hill Joiners, and I thought your story would be worth sharing with our listeners. Uh, you and I last ran into each other, uh, I think it was in 2014 in Medellin, Colombia, so I know you're quite the adventurer. Um, and for our listeners, we are fraternity brothers, although I'm quite a bit older than Elijah, but we both went to the University of Maine at Orono, and uh, we're in the Beta Theta Pi fraternity, so we have that in common. Uh, so as I understand it, you are building a schooner by hand in an off-the-grid plot of land in Northport, Maine. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Basically, uh, my buddy Ben and I are going about this project, and uh, it's been a few years going now, and we're just about to get started. Okay, so I, I saw a, a video that you put out on YouTube, which was very well done, by the way, from my perspective. It was um, you know, very well thought out and highly produced, and I thought it was exceptional and kind of gives people an idea of what you started with this project, and that's what got me interested in reaching out to you about it. So you mentioned it's been a few years. When exactly did the idea for this project start? And, and tell us a little bit about the project itself. Um, so back in 2015, I showed up to Belfast um, to get into boat building. I just wanted to learn a trade, and I met Ben at a boat shop. And we started going to the bar for a beer after work, and he kind of brought up this idea that he had come to Maine to build this boat. And it's just kind of a, I think, a common dream that boat builders end up stumbling across. And um, he brought up the idea with me, and basically we were like, let's do it. I mean, we can pull this off. So we, for the last few years, have really just been trying to find the land. And when we finally did, now it's just been developing it in such a way that we can utilize it for this project and we're now at that point so okay so so as i understand it you you, you bought this parcel of land um and then for a while at least you were literally living off the land i mean i saw the the youtube video it looked like there was the middle of winter <laughs> and you folks were sleeping outdoors um you know, under some forms of shelter, but explain a little bit about that process. So you bought the land, um, you're living on the land, there's no power, you have no structure in place. So what did you do to develop the land over the last few years? And what was it like in those early days, uh, putting this thing together? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, thinking back, there are times that it was, it was a little tough, but, um, we were actually really appreciative because we had, we had found the spot. Um, the biggest challenge was finding something we could purchase. And we found this plot in Northport that we could own or finance, which was really helpful because, you know, we don't, we don't just have a pile of cash laying around to do something like that. And once we got it, um, you know, it was fully wooded on the side of a mountain and just kind of cut our way in. And we were, yeah, we were, we were camping out and, eventually added a structure so that we could get out of the weather and it worked in our favor too that we're working out of town for part of the winter so we weren't there the whole time and um basically whenever we could afford it we developed more and we cut open a large 
area, the flattest spot we could find on the plot where we could build our shop and do the project. Okay, so you, you built your shop. How, how big is the shop? Oh, it's 24 feet by 32 feet. Okay, so you've got on this land now, you've got this structure, and inside that structure is where you're building the schooner. Actually, no, the shop is just full of tools. Um, it's basically a big workspace um, with all of our stationaries. Um, and it's also now where we're living. Um, so the schooner is going to be placed outside the shop next to it. And it, it'll be covered at times, but some of the time won't need to be. Um, and it'll just be sitting right next to it where we can go in, in and out of the shop working on parts. Interesting. That's 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 very, very interesting. So this schooner, um, what's the definition of a schooner? I mean, people are familiar with, with boats, but what makes a boat a schooner? And how big is the schooner um, that you're building? So our so basically a two masted rig sailing vessel, um, two or more actually. It, you know there are some like in in Maine actually back in the day there were some that were built with four or more masts, really large vessels. Um, ours is a two masted fifty two foot schooner that was originally designed um, as a steel cargo vessel um, by Tad Roberts. And he, he has a pretty extensive design history um, and he, we've, we've contracted him for this design and uh, basically 52 feet on deck. And he changed the design from metal to wood for us because that's the way that we construct boats. So that's the way we're going to do this. Wow, 52 feet, that's a sizable sizable boat. It's a big undertaking. And and you'd mentioned, you know, one of the unique aspects of this project is that you and Ben are actually boat builders by trade. And as I understand it, you work part of the year um, further south in South Carolina or North Carolina, I think, at times actually building boats. And you also work on boats in Maine uh, sometimes, I guess, to help fund your project. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, how do you balance working and bringing in an income and having the time and money to also work on the schooner project. Yeah. So basically this whole thing is, yeah, it's funded by us. Um, we went out on our own and kind of have our own little business going, the schooner held joiners, um, that obviously we <laughs> created the name kind of from this whole ordeal and, it's been great. We are finding work, like you said, all over the East coast and we're, to be honest, paying for all this on our own, it, it can be, it can be tough, but we're, we're pulling it off with the business that we're able to find. And it, at times we shy away from boat building. We've been involved with house trim, other housework and cabinetry, installing cabinets for other cabinet makers and, you know, that helped us a lot with changes during the pandemic. And um, it kind of has all been based around boat building. And we keep coming back to it just because we love it. And Ben has more experience than I do. He went to school for boat building down in North Carolina. And when he came to Maine and we met, um, he's been a, a mentor of mine. And now we are working side by side. And I, I am confident that 
what him and I produce together is it's it's some great work. And to be able to enjoy what we're doing and it allows us and for something like that to allow us to fund such an incredible project at our home is it's pretty great. Yeah, it's 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 really a unique story. Um very ambitious project. Uh, you know, I did do a little bit of research before uh, the show, and there are other people around the world that, you know, have similar dreams, I guess. They're building their own boats they or schooners. They want to sail them. Uh, but, you know, what makes your project different than some of the others are out there from, from your perspective? Yeah, it's it, that is something that has been interesting to find over over time is that there are other people doing this. And it's part of it. I would say that's different is funding. Like I'm sure there are other projects that are funded by other sources and that's, you know, that's fine. That makes sense. I think that is good. Um, we don't, we don't really want to be managing complications like that. We want to keep it simple and do it ourselves. And we're documenting all of this ourselves. And there are some other projects that have involved other people with that, which again must be pretty nice and like, we're still trying to figure out exactly what parts of that we're open-minded to, but um, that, that sets us apart. I think that everything we're doing here is on our own. And also um, it's, I, I think a lot about sharing this to like our, you know, our Instagram and the videos that we're making. And I think we, we aren't going to be as uh, involved with that. I think we want to really just focus on the work and share what we can. But I think that that's a little different. We weren't, we're not going to have an episode for you every Friday. We're not right. here to teach you. You know, we're not, we're not here to teach you how to pull the boat. You'll probably learn some things watching us, but that's not our priority. Our priority is just to do this kind of selfishly. Like it's for us. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, just from a cost perspective, if if the average, you know, if some person out there that's not a boat builder by trade and wasn't doing it the way you were doing and they wanted to build this same schooner, you know, same same size, same length, um, and they just wanted to hire, hire some people to build it for them, what type of dollars are we talking about that it would cost someone to do this if they were, you know, commissioning this type of boat to be built? <laughs> um. I've done, we've done some large estimates on new builds before, but never one this big. Um, just cause it, you know, it doesn't come off that often, but my, my guess would be between half a million, three quarter million for the boat. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, you know, it'd be a pretty big number and probably be even bigger if you factored in the, the finished product with electronics and whatever uh, you're going to be doing in, in terms of, of getting it fully, fully ready to go. Um, right. Yeah. I had asked you this question prior to doing the show and I'd asked you if you'd picked out a name for the schooner yet. And, and I, you did tell me you, you, you had a couple in mind, I think, but you weren't ready to, to make a decision yet. Um, is that still the case? You're still thinking that over or is that something that's still yeah. private? <laughs> It's kind of, um, it's something we've pretty briefly mowed over. Um, it's, it's not really a priority for us. It's, it's going to be interesting when we do talk more about that. But for now we have kind of like one or two names in mind and it's, 
it's less of a deal, big deal right now than you would think it is. It's kind sure. of just, it doesn't feel like the boat is alive yet, so it doesn't seem like it should have a name. Okay. Well, maybe you'll when once you figure that out in the future, we'll we'll have you back on and we can talk about the fin- <laughs> the finished product. So, but along those lines, you know, you've spent um, some time. Obviously, you mentioned getting the land, getting the shop, uh, getting your your uh, work life in, in in a place where you and and Ben can afford to to get going on this. And now you're ready to actually start building the boat. What is your estimated time to complete building the schooner? And when it is finished, do you know yet where you intend to put her in the water for the first time? That's a great question. Um, yeah, so our goal for this whole time has been to crank it out and build the thing in two years, which is ambitious for two people, but we we believe we can. And that obviously has been pushed back and back because of the other developments we've had to take care of. You know, we didn't, like we said, you know, we didn't just show up to a shop that's ready to go. We had to create all of that. Um, so I'm really hoping it would be amazing if we could put her in the water spring of 2023. And I think without a doubt, we're going to do that in Belfast, Maine. Okay. Yeah. Belfast has a great uh, maritime history for, for schooners and, and boats. So I can see why you uh, might have been drawn to that location for the christening, so to speak. Um, you know, on an aside, I'm going to throw something out, out at you from left field. So I, um, I have a daughter, Katie, and we started a little nonprofit a few years ago called Katie Jane Rocks. It's, um, you can go yeah. to katiejanerocks.org. It's Maine based. And one of the things basically, uh, she, she paints rocks and people buy them and, and that money's used to support, um, some nonprofits, uh, around the world, including, um, including in Maine for some summer camps. But one of the aspects of that uh, Katie Jane Rocks project is that people will take these rocks, and they're small, and they all come from Maine, by the way. We harvest them every summer up there, and, and then people get them from all over the world, and, and they can bury them or um, put them put them in a place. They're called kindness rocks, and then they go on an interactive map uh, and in a journal, a written journal, but they go on an interactive map that you can see on the website and and they're all over the world. Um, you know, there's one at the Eiffel Tower. There's they're in Russia. They're in China. Um, they're in Germany. They're in Australia. They're uh, the Philippines. They're all over Maine, the United States, Canada, different places. Um, there's a couple of a hundred hundred of them now, and our goal is to get a thousand of them um, placed before she turns 18. So um, she's not nine yet. So we've got a long way to go, but. I was going to ask you, if we mailed you a very small Katie Jane rock, um, wouldn't add much weight. I'm talking small. <laughs> you could hold it in your thumb and finger. Would you be willing to put it somewhere on your boat? And that that could be kind of like a permanent, uh, um, I don't know, inspiration for a kindness rock that might sail the world someday? Absolutely. I think uh, I think that rock could have a special place in our yard while we build it. And then I promise you it'll cross an ocean. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's exciting. <laughs> and I know I, I didn't even mention that to you. I just threw that out. So I appreciate that. We'll, um, we'll definitely, I'll have Katie make a special one and we'll, we'll get it up to you, uh, up to you soon. So, uh, speaking of that crossing an ocean, once the schooner is completed, what are your and Ben's plans for the boat? Um, you're going to take a year off, two years off. Where do you want to sail it? What's the vision 
that you have once this this schooner is complete? Well, the vision all along has been it to be something that we could use the rest of our lives. And that's part of the reason for building it new. You know, we could have easily bought something, fixed it up, and been gone. We could have halfway circumnavigated by now with something else. But having something new ensures that our product will be used for our lives. And we can take care of the maintenance ourselves, which is typically the most important part of a cruiser's bill. Um, so the plan really is to just have it for ourselves and wherever Ben's life goes or wherever my life goes, we can, we can always just have this together and take care of it together. And in the short term, we're definitely going to take some more aggressive trips with it. Um, but there isn't just one trip in mind or there isn't just a set time a couple of years, but definitely in the short term we'll be we'll be going on some sort of adventure with it. And it. I hope in the future that we can, we can do more of that and it'll, it'll continue to evolve. I think. Excellent. Excellent. That's uh, very interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. So um, you mentioned that you're not going to be, you know, overly doing social media and that's not really your vision, but if there are listeners out there that want to follow the project, is there any, anywhere they can check in from time to time? Um, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, a website, if there's anything you'd like to share, um, although you, you have said that's not a priority for you and Ben, but if there is something you'd like to share with our listeners, uh, by all means, let us know now. Yeah, so we have an Instagram and Facebook, um, Schooner Hill 52, I think is the tag, um, or you can just search Schooner Hill Joiners, our business name. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel um, where we have one episode and I've just begun making the second episode, um, which we're excited about because it, it's kind of going to catch up everyone on what we've really gotten done the last year. So we can be found online and we're going to we're going to try to share this as as often as we can. And I just can't promise that we'll have videos super often. <laughs> right. Right. So. You mentioned the YouTube video, the, the one that you have made, and I've seen that. So where would people find you on YouTube? Would they search Schooner Hill Joiners, the Schooner Hill 52? What would they specifically look for at YouTube to find that video? Uh, Schooner Hill, yep. Okay, so that's S-C-H-O-O-N-E-R and the new word hill at YouTube. And, yep. and the reason I'm, I'm kind of emphasizing that is because I have watched that that video. I know it was done... Um, a little bit ago, you've made some different uh, strides and progress since then, but I would really encourage anyone uh, who's listening to this to just go onto YouTube, type in Schooner Hill and watch that, uh, that YouTube video, because in my opinion, it was very well produced, very interesting. And it, it kind of lays the groundwork for your overall sort of vision and hope and kind of craziness of the project from, you know, it's crazy. You know, you see them, you, you see the structure going up, you see you doing the camping in the early days in the outdoors and uh, get to know a little bit about Ben and Elijah and their thoughts. So definitely, definitely do that. I, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, Elijah Davis, Schooner Hill Joiners. Uh, it's a very, I think your, your project that you've described here, um, the, the vision that you and uh, Ben have, it's uh, kind of syncs up with the main, 
spirit of adventure, the entrepreneurship, and just the uh, work ethic of getting some things done uh, that are not easy to do and and doing it in a, a very relatively difficult environment. As we know, Maine can be a tough place to, to, to get things done for a lot of reasons and the weather being one of the primary ones half the year. So I, I really think it's it's great and um, proud to see what you're doing and look forward to keeping in touch and following up with you as the next couple of years go on. Maybe we can have you on again um, down the road when you're a little more progressed with the actual structure of the boat and we can check in and see how you're doing. Would that be okay? Yeah, John, that'd be great. I think it'd be cool for you to get Ben on here. It'd be a different perspective to hear what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, well, why don't we plan on that? Maybe uh, six, ten months down the road from now, we'll do this again. Uh, we'll talk to Ben. We'll see how you folks are progressing, and we'll share that with our listeners. Absolutely, John. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about this with you. All right, our pleasure. All right, so this is John Breyer with Mainly Matters. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be back soon with another episode. Mm-hmm.